You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the role of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So what is happening, y'all? I hope everybody, everybody has been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far. Oh, boy, I cannot believe that we're already in May and... First week of May is almost done. And May is just such a beautiful month for me. I don't know what it is. You could be as busy as, you know, crazy. But when the sun is shining out and when when the grass is green and when the plants are when the flowers are blooming outside and when the plants are just thriving, oh, it warms my heart. I love uh, I just love spring so much and I feel like May is so special in that um, we're finally starting to see, like, it's the time that, you know, there's only so much winter stuff that nature can handle. And once May hits, it's like, you know, there's no way that all that, you know, chilliness and all the ice and stuff, you know, that that stuff is going to go out the window once May hits. So I, I just love May so much. Anyways, so. I hope everybody's have been having a fantastic start to the new month. Today was May 4th. Well, actually, yeah, as we're recording this episode, it was May 4th. So may the force be with you. <laughs> and uh, what else? So, yeah, actually, yeah, literally by the time you'll be listening to this episode from CFRU 93.3 FM, it is officially May 5th. And May 5th, translated to Spanish, it will be Cinco de Mayo. What is Cinco de Mayo? Cinco de Mayo is um, the best uh, or the biggest day in combat sports, specifically boxing. I mean, yeah, I guess like if you go to restaurants and if you go to Mexican restaurants, there's always Cinco de Mayo celebrations. Uh, Actually, yeah, happy Cinco de Mayo to anyone who celebrates it. But, um, you know, uh, it's it's definitely correlated with a lot of celebration and just like good vibes and nice parties and just, you know, a lot of get togethers and whatnot. So that's why the World of Combat Sports has tried to target their events to, you know, at least like some of their important events to Cinco de Mayo, because they know that families are going to be together. Friends are going to be together. There's going to be good vibes a lot of drinks, good good food and celebrations and they really do want to bring in that viewership, you know, and they they want to target the most exciting fights for that specific celebration, for that specific holiday. So yeah, Cinco de Mayo is officially today. However, uh it is like usually which makes sense, like it's usually celebrated uh, during the weekend so uh, actually what what day is tomorrow okay tomorrow okay <laughs> okay so mm, this girl is so sleep to five i forgot what day of the week it was but yeah so uh in a couple days i guess by the time you'll be listening to this from the radio waves you yeah that's the time that you'll get to officially celebrate cinco de mayo so this upcoming weekend y'all can all celebrate cinco de mayo uh you know first and foremost by 
grabbing some some beer and just like whatever your favorite drink is and some some nachos and you know awesome snacks some good time with friends and family and then you know later at night when you've done all the celebrations just or maybe you can just literally call your friends over and be like hey y'all listen if you are a casual combat sports fan or if you've honestly never watched combat sports listen at this point i am going to sit you down and then show you some magic in the tv if you're not already like if you haven't already bought tickets to go watch these fights live which i mean you know most people haven't <laughs> right let's be realistic but Basically, you know, this is the time that you're going to convince non-believers about how awesome and phenomenal combat sports are, right? So speaking of which, uh, we are going to be having two different awesome uh, fights and honestly combat sports. So like I talked about last week, we are going to be having a phenomenal boxing card uh on saturday night which i think will be may 8th wait i need to check my calendar but i think that is yeah that's correct so thursday the 5th friday the 6th oh it's the 7th okay never mind yeah so may 7th saturday we're going to be having an awesome boxing bout between uh canelo alvarez who's arguably the greatest boxer of the modern era right now who's active and who we already paid so much tribute to in our last episode um he is going to be uh fighting against dimitri uh, uh block block of sorry i what's his last name gosh okay yeah he's going to be fighting him ah yeah so it is going to be a very interesting fight um and Overall, Bivol, Bivol, oh my goodness, Bivol, Dimitri Bivol, ah, okay, shame on me, but this fight is going to be happening this upcoming Saturday, and it is going to be for the WBA Light Heavyweight Championship of the World, which is going to be huge, because like I said last time, um, uh, Canelo Alvarez, he originally started fighting uh, professional boxing from the welterweight division, which, um, yeah, it, it's so light compared to the light heavyweight division. Because one for, we're talking about 147 pounds compared to almost 170 pounds. You know, just, just think of that huge weight uh transition right but of course it wasn't overnight and of course canelo had to pay his dues to be where he is right now but of course um you know he is not going to be uh just just fighting a random person right and um this fight is gonna be so good because currently the light heavyweight champion at wba is dimitri bivol and so it is going to be a very, very exciting fight to watch as Canelo, like I said in the last episode, where is there ever a limit with Canelo Alvarez? Are we ever going to see him lose a fight just because like he's reached his limit? Because so far, every single fight that he has had, he's been demolishing upon opponents and he's been running through different weight divisions. Every single weight division that he has gone through from welterweight to reach to light heavyweight he has absolutely demolished and mauled over opponents so um he 
he deserves the place that he is in right now. But then, like I said, the main question is, is this it for Canelo? Like, how do we know that this this fight is going to be the fight that's going to be the definitive, you know, endpoint for his career? I mean, is he a superhuman? Maybe, <laughs> right? Like, if he just keeps winning fights, including the one on Saturday, then the, there's there's it's just entirely possible, you know. Right? <laughs> Anyways, I digress. JK. Uh, but anywho, you know, you, you get my point. We just have to really see if um, Dimitri Bivol is going to bring it to the ring on Saturday night. Even though he is the reigning champion at light heavyweight, uh, is, he, is he going to uh, be strong enough against the legend Canelo, right? So... Those are all very big questions. And um, you know what? Because we've already talked about this in more detail in our previous episode. If you want more information on this fight, I would recommend that you go back and listen to our previous episode. And so, yeah, because for the rest of the episode, I'm going to be talking about the other combat sports fight event that's going to be happening in celebration of Cinco de Mayo. And yeah. I'm so excited because literally, mm, literally, this is the fight card that we have been waiting for for so long. Thank goodness for all the matchmakers at the UFC. Because you know what? We have UFC 274 happening this upcoming Saturday. Okay. It is happening in Phoenix. And uh, I'm, I was just looking over the main card for this UFC 274 fight card. Boom. Okay, I'm going to hit you with so many. <laughs> Actually, yeah, let me start with the first fight of the main card. And I'm going to just, for now, go through the list of the fighters and the bouts that we're going to be having for UFC 274. And I feel like, you know, just that gradual buildup to the main event, you're, you're already going to be so excited. Okay, so starting... <laughs> With the first fight of the main card, we're going to be having two UFC veterans going at it. And ooh, two of my all-time favorites, you know, these guys have oh, they have so much history fighting mixed martial arts, specifically fighting in the UFC. We're going to be having a lightweight bout between the legend, the people's favorite, Donald Cowboy Cerrone, who's going to be fighting off against another fan favorite, Joe Lozon. So boy oh boy so donald cerrone we already know he's the type of guy and like he's actually notorious for what i'm about to tell you he's the type of guy who doesn't really care if um he goes into a fight and he wins or loses all he cares about is the fight itself he's really one of those few people out there who's in it for the love of the game and so he, he, you could literally be calling Donald Cerrone right now on the phone and uh, be like, hey, you know, somebody dropped out of the fight. Can you step in and <laughs> please try to rescue this fight? And he'd be like, I, I'll just literally jump on a plane and I'll be right there. That's the type of personality that he has. And, um, you know, that's definitely played a lot into his advantage in terms of a lot of the, the matchups that he would get, a lot of the opportunities that he would be offered in the UFC. Um, he's had, I believe he's had over 20 professional fights in the UFC, which is just out of this world. It's a, it's a huge record. I believe he still holds the record for the 
like the most number of fights in the UFC ever, which is it blows your mind, right? But yeah, so Donald Cabrera is that person, and uh, actually, I just remembered he he hadn't fought in a while, and this is the first time that we're seeing him fight after a long time. So I wonder what was going on. Maybe he was just trying to take some vacation time, spend some time with his family. But good for him because now he's back. He's fighting on a pay-per-view. Um, and you know what? That's like the type of, um, I guess, benefits you get being Donald Cowboy Cerrone because you've already built such good repertoire for yourself in the league so that even if you haven't fought in a long time and you decide to have a comeback fight, they're still going to put you on the pay-per-view card, right? So good for him. And then, oh boy, Joe Lozon. So Joe Lozon, what, what I really love about him is that he's just so low-key and he's so humble and down-to-earth, even though uh, like I told you, he's a UFC veteran. He's also been fighting in the UFC for so long. And uh, this actually reminds me, this is so random, but, um, you know, being the, being the MMA nut that I am, I have this UFC encyclopedia in my house. It's an actual book, a physical encyclopedia book of the UFC. Yes, I'll show you one day if you want to see it. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I bought this book a while ago when I was still in high school, and uh, I remember reading this, <laughs> reading through this encyclopedia, and uh, Joe Lozon was in this book. So that's how long uh, Joe Lozon goes back in the UFC, you know. Uh, but again, like you know, he's just always been there, kind of like constitutively always been working hard, always been demolishing guys, but literally keeping it on the down low and still just, just being successful living that fighter life, you know? You know what I mean? So good for him. And also, um, so yeah, I really do want to say why this fight is exciting. Uh, you know, number one being everything that I just said about both guys being veterans and they're just so, they're just in it for the love of the game, right? But number two, I feel like stylistically it would be a very interesting fight because number one, Donald Cowboy Cerrone, um, he's more so a striker fighter and uh, he tends to favor Muay Thai style type of fighting as opposed to Joe Lozon, who he's definitely 100% uh, well-versed in the striking game. However, he's more well-known for his jiu-jitsu skills. So I'm really interested to see how that fight will turn out because, you know, two classic people, literally two icons in the UFC going at it with two different, like, completely opposing fighting cells. So, of course, that makes for some really good time in the fight. And just, you know, this is the part of your Cinco de Mayo weekend that you literally have to grab another beer and sit down and just enjoy this fight. You know, just just relax and enjoy the fights. Ooh, okay. But, <laughs> yeah, you get my point. But, yeah, that's... So, just imagine how good this fight card keeps getting when that is the first fight of the... That's, like, the opener fight of the main card. All right. Okay, so, I love that they've been putting a lot of, you know, familiar older... Or familiar veteran names, rather, on this fight card. So, the next fight on the card is Mauricio Rua, Shogun Rua, the former heavyweight champion of the UFC, uh, or, sorry, the former light heavyweight champion of the UFC, who's going to be fighting off against the former title challenger, Ovin St. Peru. 
Oh boy, I feel like uh, these guys are also, <laughs> they do, um, uh, you know, I, I would 100% categorize them in the in the veteran, uh, like the UFC veteran category as well. And uh, I feel like, yeah, neither guy has fought in such a long time. But nonetheless, it's just, you know, you see their names and you're like, this definitely makes for some nostalgic fight. Like, they're both like... <sighs> I don't know how to say this, but like if you've been a diehard MMA fan and you've been watching the game for years, you you were all like essentially brought up by all these names that I have talked about so far, including Ovin St. Peru and uh, Shogun Rua. And now they're just going at it. And it's just like it gives me a lot of, you know, dopamine release because I'm like mm, nostalgia. But also this is this is gonna be one hell of a fight you know what i mean so um <laughs> yeah for real it is gonna be a very exciting fight although uh i do have to admit specifically shogun rua he hasn't i have not personally seen him fight in a while so i would not be surprised if he does show some elements of ring rest and whatnot but overall i mean listen he was the former champion and uh, overall he's a very well-rounded mma fighter shogun though he um he is very well known for his powerful strikes so it'll be interesting to see if he still has it in him you know after all these years and Actually, I do applaud him for the fact that he is still fighting after all these years. Um, in fact, he was also, I mean, definitely, most definitely he was in the UFC encyclopedia that I have in my room. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, like, he is definitely a veteran, you know, hats off to him. I really hope that he still possesses the same power and, you know, he still is able to put on... Uh, you know, at least a decent performance like how he would before, right, when he was in his prime. So that's what I hope for Shogun Rua. And then the same for Ovin St. Peru. Overall, he's a very um, agile fighter in the light heavyweight division. He's really, he too is very good. He is very well-rounded. I, I would say he has the striking and the wrestling and just Overall, he's a phenomenal MMA fighter. And so this fight is going to be very interesting in all the aspects that I just told you about, but also more so because we grew up watching these guys and now they're going to be going at it. That's like, what else can get better than that, right? So yeah, there we go. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. So the third last fight of the evening, see, this is like, it keeps getting better and better and better, right? But oh boy, we're going to be having a lightweight bout between the former uh, lightweight champion from Bellator and now top contender in the lightweight division, Michael Chandler, who is going to be fighting off against who? Against El Kukui, Mr. Tony Ferguson. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Ah, I'm trying so hard not to like freak out and, you know, get super excited over the mic. I mean, I, you can probably tell by now having been like 20 minutes into the show. But um, again, if if you know, you know, this fight is going to be... Ooh, this is the part of the night that... Uh, let me just put it this way. Uh, when they're previewing this fight you go to the bathroom you you run your errands whatever you have to do warm up your food once this fight starts you do not move uh from your couch you do not blink and uh just let all like every single moment of this fight sink in for you because i bet you that this fight is going to be a classic 
and it is ultimately going to be induced uh, into the UFC Hall of Fame for being a classic fight because both guys are brawlers as we know and uh, they're both they're just so good they're so good if I say that they're both well-rounded fighters that is honestly an understatement so just take that like you know take well-versed but on steroids like in a good way (laughs) does that make sense yeah I hope it makes sense but I only said it in, in in the way that um, you know that both guys, they're just so smart fight-wise. They know exactly what to do in a fight so that they confuse the other person and that they do what is absolutely necessary to win the fight. And they just, they're out there to have fun. Like when you think about phenomenal performances put on by uh, fighters in the lightweight division in the UFC, these are definitely some of the two names that come to your mind. So Tony Ferguson, we all know him from the unorthodox style of fighting that he has. Usually uh, he has long limbs. He has the weirdest guard ever, which the first time you look at it, you're like, he's definitely going to get hit in the face. And you know what? Sometimes he does. But what matters is that he takes it so well. But in the meanwhile, you never know. He, you know, he he might just like literally be looking at you one second and the next he's just uh, doing a backflip and uh, almost doing like a uh, breakdance move, but like shooting, shooting a leg kick and you're knocked out the next second. That's how unorthodox Tony Ferguson is, um, which goes to show like, again, you definitely know that someone like Tony Ferguson is in it for the love of the game. And like he really cares about the way that he fights and how he comes across and so you know on one hand we have him and then on the other hand we have Michael Chandler who's I I would arguably say he is a true definition of a modern gladiator in that he this man does not care how injured he is this man does not care if he's fighting five rounds or ten rounds he'll just keep on coming forward with absolute like maximized power turbo mode with everything that he has, if it's in striking, if it's in wrestling, anything, 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 this man puts it all out there like an actual legitimate gladiator. And so, you know what? If if you hear that, you know, if I'm Tony Ferguson and I hear that, I'll be so scared. I would I would get so anxious, right? Me having to fight this just just, you know, Titan, literally, right? But the thing is, you know, being from the perspective of a fan, you you know how badass of a fighter Michael Chandler is. And you also know how awesome and creative of a fighter Tony Ferguson is. And you put the two together and it's just like fireworks right away. It's like, what's that? What's that experiment we used to do in like high school biology or chemistry rather? It's like you mix magnesium with water, I think, and it just kind of like explodes anyways wow i mean you guys i know you guys had higher expectations of me as as the grad student scientist that i am but sorry chemistry is not my forte but you get my point that's how explosive (laughs) this fight is gonna be between michael chandler and tony ferguson but guess what guess what the co-main event is going to be for the women's strawweight title between the current champion miss 
thug Rose Namajunas, who's going to be fighting off against the former women's strawweight champion Carla Esparza. Listen, listen. So Rose Namajunas is just on a different level, like fight-wise, spiritually, in all aspects. Rose Namajunas, um, she, um, I don't know what it is, if it's her training camp if it's like her mindset whatever it is when she fights you don't really expect her to fight a specific way every single time it's just like she's so fluid and she's so um good to adapt in um critical moments in a fight that you know that is indeed her key to success and the fights that that she's had and indeed why she became the champion that you know she she actually regained the championship belt for herself after losing it uh for the first time but uh that just goes to show you that she's just on a different level you know she is so analytical but also in a way that she can you know, just simultaneously taking in information and then just uh, have that output uh, for for her fighting style. It's just honestly so sophisticated and so beautiful to watch. And she definitely deserves to be a champion. But listen, she's going to be fighting off against the former champion in this weight division, Carla Esparza, who's arguably one of the strongest women wrestlers in the UFC right now. And so uh, I would say that would be something that would uh, threaten Rose in this case because uh, we saw that last time that Rose Namajunas lost her belt, actually. She was out-wrestled by former opponent Jessica Andrade and, you know, that led to injuries and she was eventually knocked out from a takedown that was attempted, like a suplex, suplex takedown, right? So I would say she needs to be incredibly cautious with uh, Carla Esparza. She needs to keep her on the outside, not let her close the range and to try to wrestle with her because that would be that would be not good for uh, uh, Rose Namajunas. But for Carla Esparza, because she's actually of, of a shorter stature, I would say, yeah, as much as she can, she needs to shoot for those takedowns and, uh, you know, not let Rose establish that range with her striking because that can be very deadly, as we have seen in recent fights. So it's like, you know, it would be interesting to see which one, like, which one is going to come on top. Uh, it's like, you know, those... Those games that you play, like, oh, you know, I'm just, um, like, my card is stronger than yours, or, you know, just, like, stuff like that. Like, they're both of importance and equal value, like, what either woman brings to the table, but it's all a matter of how they're executed on fight night, right? So that's why this fight is going to be so exciting, right? Oh, boy, we only have less than, like, two minutes to talk about the main event. Oh, boy, but... You know what? We've kind of like briefly talked about it last week, so I don't feel that bad. But Charles Oliveira, the, the current lightweight champion, is going to be defending his title against the number one contender, Justin Gaethje, for the main event. And oh boy. Listen, for me to put this into perspective, if it were up to me, this is what I would do. I would take this bout between Charles and uh, Justin Gaethje. And then I'll take Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson as well. I'll put the four of them inside the octagon. And then I would tell them, okay, you can fight each other. Just just fight each other. You know why? Because, yeah, I mean, of course, 100%. So much respect to Charles Oliveira being the champion. But it's just, you know, that's how close 
these uh, these fighters are in terms of you know level of performance level of skill and talent like they're just all so incredibly good um it would it would be so fantastic to see how they would literally do against each other like simultaneously because they're all just that great but nonetheless um this fight itself is going to be very exciting to watch because charles Oliveira, phenomenal fighter very well-rounded um has phenomenal jiu-jitsu skills justin gaethje so perseverant he doesn't care how injured he gets in a fight he just wants to be out there and prove himself in the fight does not care about the outcome just wants to go- put on a fantastic performance and you know what that uh, you know gives us at the end of the day it gives us one hell of a fight gives us one hell of a fight card and oh boy if all of that did not excite you for this ufc 274 shoot me a message on instagram we gotta have a talk <laughs> but no i trust you guys i mean listen out like behind the mic right now i was just so hyped i'm so hyped and i really wish that saturday would come fast enough for us to be watching all these amazing fights anyways uh i'm just looking at the clock right now unfortunately that is all the time we're gonna be having for this week you guys make sure you go to cfru.ca to catch up with previous episodes and until next time it's your girl janan right here and this is tko peace out